Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to receive a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. And remember to love God, love people, and love life. Taking sides, we're taking over. Yeah. Love God, love people, love life. We're not taking sides, we're taking over. Huh. God, confess your faith together. Because I'm unconditionally loved by God and that harvest, I come to God as I am. But through today's life-giving message, I won't stay as I am. This is my banner year, which is my best year yet in Jesus' name. Remain standing. Go to Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. We're in our series already won. Every battle, every problem. Every battle, every problem. Romans 7 and 15. This is the Apostle Paul speaking, and he's getting ready to say some stuff that I think most of us can relate to. Romans 7:15. He says, For what I am doing, I don't understand. Okay, I'm the only one. <laughs> he says, For what I will to do, that I don't practice. But what I hate to do, that's what I'm doing. You ever just sat and got mad at yourself one day and just said, I just about had just about enough for you. <laughs> He's in a conundrum. Skip down to verse 19. He says, for the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil I will not to do, that's what I seem to practice. Now, evil, don't think of demons and devils and pitchforks and goblets. No, that's not scripture. That's Greek mythology. Evil here, it means contrary to. He says, for the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the things that are contrary to myself, the stuff that's hurting me, that's what I keep practicing. Verse 20, now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I that do it. He says, it's become so habitual, it's not even me anymore. He says, but it's sin or error that dwells in me. 
Verse 23, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Look at verse 24. Look at verse 24. If you can ever relate to this after we read it, just shout because the reality is, is we all should be able to relate to this. Oh, wretched man that I am. Okay. Let me contemporize it. Oh, wretched person I can sometimes act like. Okay. Oh, petty man, I can sometimes. Okay, y'all, y'all gonna look at me with that bougie tone of face? He says, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Watch verse 25. Here's the series. He, he, he essentially answers it by just saying these words. I thank God. In other words, he says, I sometimes get so frustrated with myself, I don't fully understand why I'm doing what I do. He says, but this battle's already won through Jesus Christ our Lord. Would you just give him a shout if the battle going on in you is a battle you know that is already won. It's already won. Father, speak to us today. Taylor may customize this word for us, your people that we would move and walk in the things that you have ordained. And that is this year, that it would be our banner year, our best year yet, marked by significant accomplishment and achievement. We thank you that we are evolving. Father, today, I pray that you would customize this in such a way that the battle of lost and found, to lose who we were, to find who you are making us to be, to lose the lesser version of ourselves, to gain the greater version of ourselves, to lose the insufficient version of ourselves, to gain the sufficient version of ourselves, to lose the wretched version of ourselves, to gain the warrior version of ourselves, to lose the wretched version of ourselves, to gain the righteous version of ourselves. Do it for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say it. Do me a favor, introduce this message to somebody as you take your seats. I'll five of them say the battle of lost and found. The battle of lost and found. You can be seated. On, on Sunday, church, we started a new series called Already Won. Every battle, every problem, it's already won. We just have to walk out what he's already worked out on the cross. Now watch this. A battle is a fight or a struggle to achieve or resist something. And in this series, oftentimes we think of the big battles that we face. But in this series, we're focusing on the everyday battles that we face. And in Romans 7, in so many words, the Apostle Paul describes an internal war that causes him to do what he hates to do. And he doesn't do the right that he wants to do. Anybody have been there whereas you know what you need to do you're just having a problem doing it you know who you need to have a conversation with you're just having a problem doing it you know what steps you need to take you're just having an issue doing that is that anybody that's in there Paul says that because he's been in this battle for so long check it out church he's not even fully conscious or aware of what he's doing he says this, it's the sin that dwells within him that has been his default. The sin within has become his default. Now, uh, you might be trying to take this a certain direction. Don't take it somewhere I'm not. Because Romans seven twenty it says, now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but sin. Sin in the Greek language of our New Testament is the word hamartia, H-A-R-M-A-T-I-A. It means to miss the mark. Check it out. In other words, it's like archery. I was aiming for the bullseye, but I keep missing the mark. 
I was aiming for progress and I just keep uh, going through the same old process over and over again. I was aiming for results, but I'm just frustrated. I was aiming for productivity, but I don't have it. I was aiming to have a good day and this has been the worst day of my life. I was aiming to get out of debt and I got in more debt. I was aiming to make my relationship better and now it's worse. I was aiming to lose weight and baby, I ain't done nothing but gain it. Is there anybody? I was aiming for something, but I keep missing it. So, 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 so he says, but, but I keep missing the mark. But then that word also means, it means self-originated failure. He says, now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but missing the mark and self-originated failure that dwells within me. Now, now watch this. Even though he's uh, approaching certain areas of his life and the way he's doing it, he sees it's not working. It's his habit, so he does it without thinking about it. Okay, 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 okay. You, you, ever, you ever known the way you're doing something is not going to work, but you keep on doing it that same way as if it's going to be different? You already know they're a lie, but you keep trying to pretend like this time they're going to tell the truth. Y'all not going to talk. You, you already know that they're a snake, but you think you're the snake whisperer? Y'all ain't going to say, okay, what, what, what? But what else is he says, he says, he says, it's my default that's warring against the right that he's learning. And you can come to church and still battle with him. You can love Jesus and still battle with him. But the good news, the battle is already won. But check it out, church, you still have to fight because the apostle Paul says that the fight, the war with him, the battle with him, it gets so severe that he gets so frustrated with himself. He calls himself a wretched man. It's one thing if other folks are talking trash about you. It's another thing when you talk your own trash about yourself. Let's just be honest. Who this year, you didn't need no haters to talk trash about you because you talk. Watch this. Maybe you didn't talk it, but you thought it. Paul said, I'm so sick of me. I'm just ratchet. He ratchet. I'm just ratchet. But check it out. Ratchet in the scripture it means, watch this, in the Greek language of our New Testament, it means to be full of calluses. And a callus is a hard tissue that's formed over a wound. So in essence, Paul is saying he's callous because past wounds caused him to act against how he wants to be because he's battling to lose who he was, to find who he was made to be. Now don't misunderstand Paul. He wasn't saying he was living some type of crazy life. He was really talking about his everyday battle to lose lesser so he could find greater. His everyday battle to lose ratchet to get results. His everyday battle to lose being a wretched, calloused man so that now he can be a conquering, productive man. The greatest enemy that you and I will ever face is not the devil. The greatest enemy that you and I will ever face is not some giant. The greatest enemy that you and I will ever face is the person that we look at every single day. If the apostle Paul, who could preach the gospel to the entire continent of Asia in two years and three months, if he had this daily battle, I'm just going to tell you, you and I are going to have this daily battle too. But the good news is every battle, every problem, it's already won. So, so there's, there, there's four things I want to give you that you're going to have to lose in order to find. Say lost and found. Talk to me like an army. Say lost and found. So I got to lose lesser to find greater. 
Y'all ain't really talking like an army. It's army-esque. Say, I have to lose lesser. That'll work to find greater. Here it is. First thing, you got to lose comfort to find change. Here's the lost and found, Ben. You're going to have to lose comfort to find change. Comfort and change uh, cannot coexist. Here's the problem. We like the idea of change. We'll sit up, talk about it. We'll plan it. We'll think about it. We'll go to lunch with people to talk about it. We just don't like to change. We like to plan change. We just, okay, y'all, y'all going to talk to me like that? And that's because we're like Paul. We're battling because we overvalue what we have and who we are. And we undervalue what we could achieve and who we could become if we change. You'll say, I want to have different surroundings, but you keep going around the same lowlifes. Eagles got to fly by themselves, which means, which means if you got a lot of folk around you, you must not be an eagle. You must be a chicken. Real eagles, you'll often see them by themselves. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. So, so, so watch this, watch this, watch this. If, if I want change, I have to lose comfort. Say lose comfort to find change. Say it again. Say lose comfort to find change. So here's how you do that. You create an environment of change in your life by changing things often so that your psyche is now reprogrammed to like change. Uh, in my house, I used to change it around all the time. And say, for what, Bishop? Just to change it. In my office, I changed it around just to change it. Why? Just because I wanted to. Why? 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 It was creating an environment in which change was the norm so I wouldn't resist change when it came. Now, this is real practical. I'm going to shout you in a minute. This is real practical. So you got to create an environment of change in your life by changing things. Some of you today, after you go to brunch, you need to change your house around. Why, Bishop? Not because something's wrong, but because, watch this, it's old. And God ain't stuck in the past. Your neighbor is. But uh, God says, I'm trying to move you into something that is new. Would you high-five your neighbor and say, it's time for something new? Baby, who you were is not who he has made you to be. He takes you from faith to faith and from glory to glory and from level to level. And yesterday is no longer sufficient for today. That's why in scripture when he gave them manna, which means angels food, it was only good for a day. He said, because I don't want you to get stuck in yesterday uh, while you are in today so you can never move into your tomorrow. He says, you are sitting here operating with an eight-track mentality in an iPod world. Change your house around. When you go to your office tomorrow, change your office around. He said, what you in there doing? Just creating change. Why? So I lose comfort. I have to lose comfort to find change. Watch this. If you're not uncomfortable, you are not growing. If you're not uncomfortable, you're not changing. Change your appearance. Just go get you a haircut. Or you can come on over to this side. It's easier this way. I promise you, it really is. It is easier. He said, not yet. Watch it. Change your phone, screensaver. You still got a screensaver from two relationships ago. And no wonder why you're tormented every time you answer the phone. You just, I can't believe this. Number one, you got to lose comfort to find, lose comfort to find change. Number two, you got to lose toxic to find triumph. 
Got to lose toxic to find trying. Toxic is defined as anything containing poisonous material capable of causing sickness or death. Check it out, 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph. Always leads us in triumph. Always leads us in triumph, which means if you're not experiencing triumph, it may mean there's some toxic present. The book says that he does what? Always leads us in triumph. Which means all we do is win. So if you're not winning, that means something toxic is present. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. High five your neighbor and say, you're supposed to win all the time. So, and my God is so good, even what looks like a failure to you, won't he take it and work it and make all things work together for my good? Say lose toxic to find triumph. If you're not experiencing triumph, it may mean something toxic is present. Maybe it's a toxic thought. Nothing ever works out for me. Okay, but then why do you expect things to work out for you? All right, watch this. Uh, maybe you got some toxic people. You know toxic people because you got to get ready to go see them. You got to pray. You got to fast. You got to say, Lord, just give me the words to say. That's too much work. He that does not increase is you, decreases you. It's default. Got it? Maybe it's toxic words. Maybe it's toxic words. And sometimes our toxic words come out when we're frustrated. Your real words aren't when you're happy. Your real words, what you really think, is when you're mad. I don't know, like when you went to the car wash and saw that they scratched the side of your car again. Again. Now they're going to pay for it. Believe that. <laughs> Believe that. Okay, but watch this. Say toxic words. Scripture says, life and death are in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat its fruit. Check it out. Which means, watch this. Whatever you speak is what you see. You are experiencing the world that you have today because of the words that you were speaking yesterday. So some of our words are toxic. They're poisonous. They contain poisonous material, and they cause sickness, and they cause death. Poisonous thoughts, poisonous people, toxic words, toxic relationships. Some relationships are toxic. You know they're toxic because when you're away from them, you know you don't have no business being with them. But then when you're with them, you're like, well, ain't nobody perfect. Well, ain't nobody got that set of issues either. Everybody... It's quiet in here, y'all. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Say toxic relationships. Often the toxic relationships will be the ones that you least expect because the best way to poison somebody is to put it in something they least suspect. Y'all not saying nothing. If you want to poison somebody, you don't put you don't put you don't you don't put a, a red poison in some clear water. You got to put it in something they wouldn't expect, so then they'll just drink it, and before you know it, they're gone. Say, lose toxic to find triumph. Maybe it's toxic influence. Maybe it's toxic religiosity. You have this arrogance about yourself because you've been doing half right for half a month. 
And so now you begin to look down on other people because they have different issues than you. And so, well, I don't have that problem. I don't have that problem. But baby, we all have some problem. We all have some issue. We all have some we're working through. So you can't look down at other people because they don't have the same issue as you, the same struggle as you. If Paul had an issue, if Paul had a struggle, we'll have an issue. We have a struggle. And our job is to not kick people while they're down. Our job is to lift people up. Would you have five your neighbors say, don't push me down, lift me up. You ain't spiritual because you can gossip about somebody else's failure. You're not spiritual because you can gossip about somebody else's issue. That doesn't make you spiritual. That just means you can speak English. Are you still here? Got to lose toxic to find triumph. Here's the third one, and I expect it to get really quiet right through here. You're going to have to lose passive aggressive to find progress. I expect it to get real quiet right through here. You're going to have to lose passive aggressive to find progress. Now, watch this. When I say this, most people are going to be like, Bishop, thank you for talking to my neighbor. Bishop, I'm getting this CD for my wife. (laughs) I'm getting this for my husband. My son, it's Mother's Day. My son needs to hear this. Baby, I'm talking to you and to me. Because we all have a little passive-aggressive in us. Passive-aggressive is the indirect expression of hostility in reaction to authority figures and close relationships. Which means you're passive-aggressive to people above you and people that are close to you. And those behaviors typically fit into four categories. The first is vacillating. This is where your emotions fluctuate in bewildering, perplexing, and enigmatic ways. Enigmatic. A mystery. You were good this morning. Time you get in the car, you got to add to. It's quiet in the church. I expect, stay with me. I expected it to be quiet right through here. Uh, Watch this, watch this, watch this. Uh, It's difficult to fathom or to comprehend uh, what your emotions are. You vacillate. You go back and forth. You go up and down. One moment you love them, next moment you hate them. Next moment they're the best thing since sliced bread. Next moment you don't even like bread. One moment you're on top, the next moment that you're down. Uh, One moment is this, the next moment it's that. You can be sometimes very capricious. In other words, you have sudden and unaccountable mood swings. Sudden and unaccountable mood swings. It's just, just, I'm just on one. I'm feeling some type of way. Let me tell you something. If one more person tell me they feel, what does that mean? I'm feeling some type of way. Well, you need to learn how to communicate with adult language and tell me what way it is that you feel. I don't speak vibes. This ain't no R. Kelly video. Vibe. You don't know that one, huh? Vibe. You don't know vibe. Okay. All right, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. You waver and you're irresolute. It's difficult to make a decision when you're passive-aggressive because passive-aggressive is like a knife with silk over it. It's I'm really mad, but I'm going to act like I'm glad. So behind your smile is really something sarcastic. Good morning to you too. Hey, Stan. Now, if I'm talking to your neighbor and you know I'm talking to your neighbor, just look at him and like you already know. You already know. You already know. Second thing, discontented. Watch this. When you're passive-aggressive, you grumble because you'll never complain to who has the power to change the issue. You complain to other folks. Watch this. When you're passive-aggressive, you're petty. Well, you didn't get me the Mother's Day card like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're petty. You didn't invite me to go to the dinner. 
It's graduation season, so you know after the graduation, some folks be going someplace. But I don't know why they didn't want to come. I just, I, you know, I just don't be knowing. See, this is why I don't fool with family, because see, no, you just petty, baby. That's all you are. You just petty. Quiet in the church. You're testy, cranky, embittered, complaining, fretful, vexed, moody. You gripe behind false pretense. You'll be mad about something that you're not really mad about. You find something to be mad about. It could be a great day, and then you'll sit up and say, but you know what? Last Thursday. What flavor? What flavor? Thank you, because I was in Colorado Springs preaching a couple weeks ago, and they told me they was like grape. I said, I, I am not familiar with the type of Kool-Aid in which y'all drink around y'all. Well, all it says, you avoid confrontation. You saw them call you four times. Because you sitting up complaining about it and mad, but when they call, <laughs> they didn't send you seven texts. W-Y-D, W-Y-D, W-Y-D. <laughs> but when you're passive-aggressive, you don't want to have the confrontation. You just want to complain about it. So what you could have fixed with a 15-second conversation now ruins 15 hours of your day. Okay, let's keep on moving. I figured it was going to get quiet right through here. All right, all right, watch this. Uh, you avoid confrontation. Then you have trivial complaints. Trivial. Small stuff. Trivial. Trivial. It doesn't affect anything, but you, but you deal with it. Let's move on because it's quiet in the church. All right, third, third area of passive-aggressive behavior or circuitous behavior. Think of that like a circle. Uh, it's opposition displayed in a roundabout and ambiguous manner, namely procrastination. I don't want to do it, but I ain't going to tell you I don't want to do it. I'm just going to wait till the last minute to do it because I hope you're going to tell me don't do it. Okay. It's a roundabout way. Your yes don't mean yes. Your yes mean no. And your no don't mean no. Your no means maybe. I know I am. You're going to have to lose passive aggressive to find progress. How about your neighbor say lose passive aggressive to find progress? Now, I know y'all don't want to shout about this because y'all want to shout about the devil, but I'm here to tell you, if you, you might need to go check the mirror. Be like Mikey said. Look at the man in the mirror. Ask him to change his ways. Okay, here's another word for you, dawdling. That means just being slow. Now, let me tell you something about me. When I go anywhere all the time, I'm moving fast. I go to the mall. I don't even know where I'm going, but I'm going there fast. If I'm at uh, uh, anywhere, I'm always moving quickly. In my vehicle, I believe an aggressive pursuit of wherever I'm going. Now, you'd be like, <laughs> Bishop, where are you going? I don't know. But wherever I'm going, I'm going to get there faster than the rest of these people who apparently have nowhere else to go. Don't judge me with that tone of face. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're the person that we get behind that we're like. Healing hands, touch and deliver. <laughs> Watch. Watch. Uh, you just move slow. When you're passive aggressive, you move slow. No, no, I need you to catch this. Because sometimes you're like, I don't know why it takes me so long to get things done. Because really there's a passive aggressive callous. 
callous. You know, a lot of times you get them on your hands. There's a passive-aggressive callous. You were wounded because you used to move fast for somebody else, and they're not around no more. And so now there's a wound, and that wound has a callous, and that callous makes you passive-aggressive. Okay, all right, watch this. Forgetfulness. Oops. I know. Oops. Like, it's right here. It's right there. It's right here. It's right there. It's right here. How do, how, how, how you forget? And it's everywhere. Because when you're passive aggressive, you'll see it, but you won't acknowledge it. Because in your mind, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. Maybe this is a little too, this ain't even deep, but maybe this is just too much for Sunday. I figured the mothers would appreciate this so that they can go home to their kids and be like, now, I know why you forgetting now, boy, I know. Inefficiency. Neglect. Being stubborn. Being indirect and devious, inventing resentment. No, you're stubborn. I'm not doing that. Everybody, please stand over here. For what? Everybody, please show up at this time, but I got, to, I got stuff to do. Like what, though? I'm just saying, though. Like, like you met somebody so busy, and you were like, well, for all your busyness, you have nothing to show. You think some people are the president of the United Nations or something. You'd be like, you just got to be president of the world, the whole world, Craig. I know. Like, what are you that busy doing? Like, why does it take that long? Because you're doing it passive-aggressively. That's why sh things that should take a short amount of time take a long amount of time because when you're doing it, you're having an internal battle while you're doing it. So most of the time, you're not actually doing it. You're battling within yourself while you're doing it. So what takes your time isn't what you're accomplishing. It's the battle you're having with yourself to get it done. But today... Here's the fourth category. I got to wrap this up. Fourth category of passive aggressive behavior, abrasive. That means you're contentious. You look for a fight. You come into church Sunday morning. Good morning. Is that a problem? I was just trying to offer you a man. I don't understand. <laughs> you go to the store with an attitude. You go to check out. You got your shirt. This is damaged. <laughs> I'm going to need some percent off. Well, ma'am, we ain't able to do that. Get the manager. Is there a problem? Get the manager. Get the manager. No, y'all ain't, ain't from the place. See? Now, sometimes that's necessary. Let me, let me go. But, but you just get contentious. You just want to always fight. You like color purple all my life, man. <laughs> And so you're conditioned to fighting. So when you watch this, so you'll ruin good relationships in your life because that's not a fight. And because they won't fight with you like everybody else, you think, oh, this is too good to be true. Something's wrong with this. This is too easy. They won't, there's no fight going on here. Like we just actually sat down and had a good lunch and no fight, no dispute. This is the devil. The devil. Devil is busy. God is real. Order my steps. Watch this. Contentious, you're intransient, that, uh, 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 intransigent, excuse me. That means you're inflexible even when you're wrong. Somebody will show you, look, you clearly are wrong. No, you just must have didn't, uh, mm -mm, no, no, y'all must have not did that the way I, no, mm -mm, nope, 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 nope. Just wink at your neighbor. Quarrelsome, irritable, 
Okay, let's just give me caustic. That means you're sarcastic in a bitter way. Uh, debased. That means you have low morals. When you're passive aggressive, you'll go low to get high. Okay. Contradicts and derogates. That means you abandon your responsibilities. You were supposed to get it done, but because you're passive aggressive, you didn't get it done, and you say, "Well, well I'll just see what happens later on." And then passive aggressive people, they have little remorse. Be like, so why did this happen? Well, I don't know. I apologize. Come again? That's all you got to say? That's all you got to say? Because you're going to have to lose passive aggressive to find progress. And you lose passive aggressive to find progress when you start doing these simple things. This is practical church. I'm going to shout you in a minute. When you articulate what you anticipate. You're mad because people didn't do what you thought they knew you, they should have known to do. But you never articulated what you anticipated. Uh, watch this. You lose passive-aggressive by not emailing, instead engage. You lose passive-aggressive. Watch this. Don't text them. Pick up the phone and talk to them. And the biggest way to lose passive-aggressive is don't post. Go to the person. Because in the social media age we live now, Everything everybody posting is passive aggressive. You could be posting a smile talking about I'm just blessed and highly favored. It don't matter who ain't with you no more. God is still with you. And you trying to talk to one person. But in trying to talk to that, but y'all quiet here. And in talking to that one person, you didn't post it for all 27 of your friends on your profile. It's quiet here. All right, all right, all right. Number one, let's do a recap, church. Lose comfort to find change. Lose toxic to find triumph. Lose passive aggressive to find progress. Here's the fourth one, and then we're going home. Let's ride Tonto. Lose excuses to find evolution. <laughs> Say, I'm losing excuses to find evolution. To evolve is to go from an inferior level to a superior level. To go from zero to ten. To unfold. Uh, to be fully uh, uh, discovered. Watch this. Uh, say, I got to lose excuses to find evolution. Check it out, church. A great life is made up of great years. Great years are made up of great months. Great months are made up of great weeks. Great weeks are made up of great days. Great days are made up of great decisions. And decisions remove excuses. Because when you want to, you'll find a way. And when you don't want to, you'll find an excuse. So if I want to drop my excuses, I got to start making some decisions. I dare you to have had your neighbor say, you're going to have to make some decisions. You're going to have to. The reason you keep making excuses is because you haven't decided to succeed. The reason you keep making excuses is because you haven't decided to evolve. But I think there's some gladiators in here. I think there's some warriors in this place that say, I'm going to make some decisions today so that I can drop my excuses. Anybody sick of your own excuse? How I'm losing excuses to find evolution. Decide what you want to do and then you'll get a know-how. Watch this, 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 watch this. Watch this. Decide what you want to do, then you'll get a know-how. Reason you sit up trying to figure out what you're going to do is because you haven't actually decided to do it. You're waiting on the how before you decide the what. So you never figure out the how because you've never decided the what. You're trying to reverse the order. So decide what you want to do. So decide you're going to be debt-free. 
Decide you ain't going to have no more snakes on your plane. Decide that your days of inviting Judas to sit in your house and eat your food and be in your car. Decide that those days are over. Decide that being at the bottom, those days are over. Decide that ain't nobody got time for messed up friendships. Messed up. If you ain't going to add to me, baby, pie. Kick them to the curb. And if there's no curb there, build them a curb and kick them to it. You got to decide. Watch this, though. Here's this. Here's this. I want to get this part. I want it to slow down so that in the shout, you don't miss the point. Because I don't preach for your, just your response. I preach for results. So check it out. The speed of your evolution matches the speed of your decision making. You take too long to make simple decisions. I ain't preaching at you. Let's preach together corporately. We take too long to make simple decisions. What further evidence do you need? I'm praying about it. Let me tell you what that's code for. I don't want to make a decision. It's quiet in here. We're just seeking God. Really? Use that to movies. That ain't seeking God. <laughs> I'm just seeing what the Lord wants to do. You just don't want to decide. Because the decision is going to create discomfort. And, of course, discomfort would mean you'd have to change. And so, and so watch this. The speed of your evolution matches the speed of your decision making. Sometimes we take too long to decide. Any witnesses here? You say, uh, you, you, you. let's just be honest. Sometimes it takes us way too long to decide something. And oftentimes it's because we're hoping that the decision that we've made, we're looking for a perfect decision instead of the best decision. I need this to be perfect. Well, ain't nothing else in your life perfect, so why are you trying to make this decision about where you're going to live perfect? It ain't the last place you ever going to live ever in the rest of the world. It's quiet in the church. Say, the speed of my evolution matches the speed of my decision making. I want to challenge you today. You got to make some quick decisions. You got to make some decisions. I'm going to move quickly. I'm going to get this done. I'm going to make this happen. And I don't have all day to get this thing done. You've got to stop making excuses so you can find your evolution. So I want you to think about this. I want you to think about this. This is just woosah. What excuses have you been making for why Jesus isn't first? In the five T's, your time, church attendance, talents, that's serving in church, treasure, that's faithful giving, testimony, that's inviting people to church, and thirst, that's prayer, praise, and worship. I want you to think about the reasons that he's not been first, and then I want you to drop those excuses. I want you to think about the reason you haven't dropped some of those people from your life that do not increase you. You just don't like being bored. It's quiet here. I want you to think of every excuse, and then I want you to do a prophetic gesture. Say prophetic gesture. That, that means you're foretelling and foretelling by the physical gesture that you take. And I'm five minutes over time, so we got to hurry up and do this, all right? Watch this. I want you to take this. I want you to do this. I want you to think of all those excuses. You got some of them in your head? Y'all got them, church? I need the gladiators to talk to me. Y'all got some of those excuses? All right, now here's the deal. Here's the prophetic gesture. Just stand up out of those excuses. That's the prophetic. No, you, you missed it. You missed it. Sit back down. 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 No, y'all just kind of stood up trying to be cute. You're checking your pants and all this here. When you really get sick and tired of being sick and tired about the same thing, you don't really care who don't like it, who got an attitude, who got a problem. So as a prophetic gesture, 915, I want you to stand up seeing yourself out of your excuses. One, two, three, stand. Now give him praise for it. Give him praise for it. Give him praise for it. 
give him praise for it. It's evolution time in your life. It's evolution time in your family. It's evolution time in your finances. Yeah. Today, today, if you're in this worship experience and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I got good news. There's forgiveness for you. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord but you've not been faithful to him, there's forgiveness for you. 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body died so that we could have life and life more abundantly. Third, if you give me your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, and, and truth be told, you're not really sure. You're like, Bishop, I, I think I'm a Christian. Back in, in 87, I went to St. Jude Missionary Baptist Church and, and Reverend A.C. Watts. I think, I think I'm saved. Baby, let's just go on and renew that thing and get that thing together today. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.